Hello, dear friends. You're welcome to a new episode on this English podcast. Today is Friday, December 16th, 2022, and this is probably the last podcast, the last episode for this year, 2022. This is your regular host, Teacher D, sitting in from our studios in Shanghai. And、uh, today we're going to have episode number 190. Episode 190. So if you're new to this program,、um, if you just stumbled on this podcast for the first time, something you can do is to play previous episodes of this podcast, and that will give you an idea of what we are doing because, as I earlier mentioned, We already have 189 episodes. Today's episode is going to be episode number 190, so we've been doing this for quite a while.、Um, to give you a brief idea of what this podcast is about, this podcast is for ESL teachers and ESL learners. ESL means English as a second language. So,、uh, for people who are teaching English as a second language, like me, and for students who are learning English as a second or third language, they come to, to this platform to listen to this podcast、um, as a way to get English language learning tips. And、uh, this podcast is available on many, many platforms.、Um, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, you can find it on Many other platforms that stream podcasts. You just have to go to your search engine and type this English podcast, and you will see、um, there are many links to this podcast. So, without、um, a further waste of time, we're going to get straight into our content. And the big news、uh, for today's episode is that we're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about sports because.、Um, We have a sporting event going on, and we have the FIFA World Cup going on. It's almost done, it's almost done. The finals will be played on Sunday, and that will be the end of almost one full month of、uh, games. So, I thought this is a good opportunity for us to talk about sports. And we all know that in the IELTS test, Um, sports is a theme that usually、um, shows up in the test. Many times、uh, students get questions about sports,、uh, maybe not football in particular, but sports in general. So, and then you have a lot of students, especially boys,、uh, they like to talk about sports. Even when they are not asked about sports, sometimes they get questions like, What's your hobby? and they, they talk about sports. My hobby is playing football, my hobby is playing basketball, and so on and so forth. So, it's a good idea if you're preparing for IELTS to think about、uh, sports vocabulary.、Uh, I do advise my students to prepare at least Uh, one sport that they can talk about conveniently.、Um, it doesn't have to be football, but think of a sport that you can talk about conveniently. And I insist on this idea of being able to talk about it conveniently because、uh, 
uh, in my years of experience, in my years of teaching, I noticed one thing. Um, many students like to talk about sports, which is a good thing, but the sad thing is they actually cannot talk about sports conveniently in English. So there is that excitement that um, when, when you get a, a question about sports, there is that excitement to say, oh, my favorite sport is basketball. Okay, this is easy to say. But then in IELTS, there is always a follow-up question. You know, there's always a follow-up question to the, the, the previous question. So when you say, my favorite sport is basketball, the next question is something like, uh, um, what are the rules? Or how is basketball played? Um, who is your favorite basketball player? What kind of equipment is needed to play basketball? You know, there, you always have this kind of follow-up questions. And then these follow-up questions become a big challenge because the student was excited to talk about the sport, but probably the student didn't take time to think about the vocabulary that you need in order to talk about that particular sport. Uh, a lot of students would say foot, uh, football or basketball is their favorite sport, but if you ask them, what equipment do you need to play football? Then they realize they don't know how to say, how to call the different things that you wear in order to play football. What kind of shoes do you wear to play football? Do you just say uh, football shoes? No, there's specific words for that. Uh, what kind of shirt do you wear to play football? Do you just say it's a t-shirt? No, there's a specific word for that, like jersey. So uh, what I do is I tell my students, if you are interested in talking about sports, when you are preparing for the test, you, you, you should think, what if I am asked a question and I would like to talk about sports? So take time to do some research on one particular sport that you would like to talk about. If it is basketball, if it is football, get online and search for specific vocabulary. How do you call this thing? How do you call this thing? How do you call this thing? And you will see that there are a lot of new words that you need to learn. So that is the biggest challenge when it comes to talking about sports. And I just wanted to warn you ahead of time. So um, with that tip, um, we have decided to include in this episode today a small section with some little vocabulary, a short list of words that you may want to learn. And these words are specifically um, focused on football. So I'm going to give you some words. Like I have just said, specific vocabulary is very important when you talk about sports. So I'll give you some words. If you would like to talk about football, I'll give you some words that you can write down and learn how to use them. Then in the second part of this, uh, in the last part of this episode today, we're going to do what we usually do. So we will have a mock test, a mock speaking test, and we will use the theme sports. We have done about uh, two, I think three other mock tests, similar tests. So if you play 
the previous three episodes, you will see that we've had this kind of um, uh, episode where we have a mock test. So, with that, we get straight into the vocabulary section of this episode. And this vocabulary is going to be about football. Like I said, football is the, is the talk of the day now because the FIFA World Cup is currently being played. And to start this section of vocabulary, I want to remind you that football has two, two words. Sometimes we say football, sometimes we say soccer. And this can be confusing. This can be a little bit confusing. Um, I want to clarify that uh, Americans, when Americans speak, they refer to this sport as soccer. When the British speak and Australians, when they speak, they refer to this sport as football. So it can be confusing because the word football in America refers to another sport. It's American football, which is a little different from soccer. So that's the first thing to pay attention in terms of vocabulary. You should know if you're in arts, I would recommend that you use the word football because arts is very British. So you should probably use the word football. But if you're talking to an American or if an American is talking to you and you hear the word soccer, it is simply the American English word for football. So then we get to the list of words that I would like you to write down. Or if you don't have a pen to write them down now, don't worry. You can see this list of words on the podcast page. I'm going to publish this list of words, but let me read them so you can have an idea on what kind of words you can use when you want to talk about football. So number one, an assist. An assist. This means to pass the ball to someone and the person scores the goal. If you pass the ball, the last pass that you make to a person who scores a goal is called an assist. And that is very, very important in football. Not only the person who scores, but the person who makes that last pass for you to score. So it's a good word to know. But the meaning is not very strange because it simply means to assist, to assist the scorer. Number two, you have a word like crossbar. The crossbar. You have the goalpost, right? The goalpost, that's where everybody wants to put the ball into. Everybody wants to score. And there's the goalpost. The goalpost, there is the bar that links the two goalposts. And that bar is called the crossbar. Number three, you have a free kick. If your opponent fouls you, then you get a free kick. And a free kick means you're going to shoot the ball straight into the goal of the opponent. So it's a free kick. And usually for a free kick, there is a, there is what is called a, 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 a barrier or a human wall. It's a line of players who stand to, to try and block the shot that you're going to make. So that is a free kick. And then you have the goalkeeper. 
That's number four. Word number four. A goalkeeper is the player who stands in the goal and tries to stop all the balls that are shot into the goal. So uh, the players want to score and the goalkeeper's job is to stop the ball. So, and he's the only player who can, uh, the goalie, another word for goalkeeper is goalie. And that's the only player who can actually use hands to play. The other players are not allowed to use hands. Uh, number five, you have a word, a header. A header. Uh, in football, you are allowed to use your head. You're allowed to use your head. Sometimes uh, when the ball is coming, you can use your head to hit the ball. And that kind of touch is called a header. So you can head the ball, meaning you hit the ball with your head. And then you have uh, number six, kickoff. What is a kickoff? The kickoff is the official beginning of the match. So usually you will hear people say, when is the kickoff? Meaning the exact time that the match is going to start. Then we go to word number seven. You have a linesman. A linesman is that person carrying a flag. That person has a flag and he's usually running along the line of the football pitch. There are two of them, one on either side of the pitch and you will see them always raising the flag when there's a problem. They raise the flag and they help the central referee. That is word number eight, referee. They, the linesmen, they help or they assist the central referee in handling the match because the referee sometimes cannot see everything. So the linesman is there to help the referee and tell them whether it's offside or whether the ball is off the pitch. And then we have number nine. Number nine is a word referring to a certain number of players, attackers. Attackers, these are players who have the main job to score the opposite team. And then you have midfielders, that's number 10. Midfielders are players who have as main job to, to control the ball, to make sure that the ball does not get into their goal. So they assist, they are like the link between the defenders and the attackers. They help the defenders and at the same time they help to distribute the ball to the attackers so that they can score. And then so word number 11 is defenders. This is like the main, uh, these are the players whose main job is to stop the ball from getting to the goalkeeper or getting into the goal. Because a defender is the last line. When you cross that line, you're sure you can score. Then you have number 12, the wingers. The wingers are players who play uh, either the left winger or the right winger. So they are, they play along the line. And their job is to, to take the ball and move the ball along the line and going to the opponent's camp. 
they are usually called wingers and sometimes they are very helpful in providing the assist that leads to a goal because they cross the ball and then the forward can easily put the ball into the goal. Then you have a sweeper. That's word number 13. A sweeper is like the land, the last defense man. If you, the sweeper is the, the last defender. If that person loses the ball, it's very dangerous and the ball will likely just be scored. Number 14 is penalty. A penalty is a very dangerous foul um, in the 18 meter box. And when that foul occurs, it means there is going to be a penalty, which means the player will shoot the ball straight into the goal without any defender trying to block the ball. So it's a free kick directly into the goal and you have only the goalkeeper to try to stop the penalty. Usually it's, it's when you have a penalty, it's almost, it's like a goal. Even though sometimes uh, players will miss the penalty, but it is the closest you can get to a goal. Number 15, booked. It's a very interesting word. A player has been booked. What does that mean? It means this player has committed a foul. This player maybe was very rough, committed a foul, and therefore is given a warning. And you can be booked with a yellow card, which means it's a warning. If the referee shows a yellow card to a player, it is a warning. It means um, you have played badly and if this happens again you may be sent off the pitch so first the referee will show a warning which is a yellow card and then if that same player gets another yellow card during the same game it's bad if you get two yellow cards you will be sent off the pitch and there is another card which is the red card if you are booked with a red card, it means it was a very serious foul. It was very violent and probably you were trying to hurt the other player. And so that leads to a direct red card and which means you are dismissed from the match. You will be sent off the pitch immediately and even escorted out of the stadium. You're not even allowed to stay in the stadium. So that's to show how serious the offense is. If you get a red card, it means one team, that team is now going to play with one player less. So it's a very serious uh, foul. Number 17, footwear. Footwear just refers to um, the football boots, uh, the socks, the, the shin, shin guards, they usually call shin guards, all of this constitute the footwear because you need them in football. You have special shoes, the, you have these shoes have nuts or they call them cleats. Cleats are attached to the bottom of the, 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 the shoes, these boots, so that you can move around easily without slipping. So they're very important in football. You have football boots, 
and then you have special socks for football they're very comfortable very long so that they can protect the your shin so you have the shin guards which are usually put inside the socks to protect the player from being hurt then you have um, the two last words you have a draw a draw sometimes referred to as a tie this means um, the score neither of the two teams won the game so probably there was no goal so we'll say it's a zero zero draw um, maybe both teams scored the same number of goals like one on either side or two on either side in that case we say it was a two or draw one or draw or a zero zero tie zero zero draw so a draw game simply means nobody won and in a competition like the World Cup usually if you draw a game it means you get one point uh, when you are still at the first round if you draw you get one point if you win you get three points the last word in this section of vocabulary is an upset an upset what is an upset you will hear it's a win but why do we call it an upset it means it was two teams were playing and one team was considered to be the favorite team it was like the team that was very likely going to win so there was one team that probably has a very weak team and everybody knew they were going to lose. But surprisingly, the weaker team beats the favorite team. So that kind of win is called an upset. An upset, it means a team that is not considered to be so good beats a very famous team that nobody was expecting that kind of win is called in football an upset so there you go you have about 20 words that you can use if you have to talk about football in your ads test there are so many other words I just picked this 20 because I thought let me give you something you can work with but if you're interested in talking about football you can find many 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 other words and expressions that I used to talk about football sometimes students refer to them as football language and football language every sport has its own specific vocabulary you have basketball language football language uh, tennis language and so on so there are words that are very specific to the sport and if you're answering questions in ads and you are able to to bring in some very specific words it shows that you're really comfortable and you know the topic you are talking about very well. With that, we come to the end of the first part of this podcast, which is going to be pretty long because we have just finished with vocabulary. And now we will go to the second part of the podcast, which is the mock test. The mock test, I usually play the role of a student candidate and the examiner as well. So I usually play two roles. But it is an attempt to give you an idea of how your test, your speaking test, will look like. So here we go. 
with the mock test. Welcome to the IELTS test. Are you a student or you work? I am a student. I'm a high school student in Shanghai. Okay, let's talk about sports. Do you like team sports? Oh yes, um, team sports are my favorite sports because um, I think it's a good way to to develop the skill of being part of a team. It is also good um, because it helps us to have more friends, and when you have more friends, you become popular and you can share your other problems in life with. So I think team sports are very very good. I like team sports very much. What's your favorite team sport? Well, my favorite team sports is uh, football. I do like bas basketball too, but football is my favorite. So why is it your favorite? Football is my favorite because uh, first of all, I can say it is the most popular sport in the world. Um, and then I grew up seeing my dad play football. My dad used to play football. So as a child, I used to watch him play. And maybe that's how I became interested in football. Um, then at my age now, I still like football very much. I think it's a very popular sport. It's exciting and uh, it involves a lot of people. I think it's a good thing. Is football popular in your country? Of course, football is very, very popular in our country. Um, our country is considered to be a popular country in football. We have been to the FIFA World Cup several times. So this is how people usually judge a country, whether a country is good in football or not. How many times have you qualified for the World Cup? And we have done that several times. So we've even been to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. So it's a very popular sport in the country. When we are playing a game, when our national team is playing, sometimes it's like everything comes to a standstill in the country because everybody is just watching the match. Okay, so has your national team won many titles? Well, um, yes. Our national team has won titles. For example, the Olympic, the Olympic gold medal. Our national team won the Olympic gold medal in the year 2000. That was in Sydney, in Australia. And our national team has also won many uh, continental titles like uh, the AFCON. Our national team has won the AFCON five times, which is uh, which is like one of the best in the continent. Do you think students should be encouraged to do more sports? Um, yes, I, I think sports it's a very important element in education and in a student's life. If students are encouraged to do more sports, they will develop more, um, more skills in competing. And competing is a very important aspect of life because when we grow up, even when we start working, we always have to compete. So 
encouraging students to to do sports is like teaching them how to be competitive which i think is a very useful skill in life who is the football player you admire the most oh um as a football fan i must say that i admire a lot of football players um but my favorite is lionel messi um he plays he plays he, he's argentinian so um he plays for the argentinian team and he's he's been the world's best footballer for for a long time um i think he's he's one of people many people refer to him as the the pele of our century because uh, pele is like the greatest footballer of all times but lionel messi people consider him to be like the the pele of our time so i i think that's the the player i admire the most would you like to be a football superstar well um i am not very good um, at football i like football but i am not very good at playing it but if i could be a football superstar of course i would be happy to be one because i think they have a lot of attention they make a lot of money too and uh, who doesn't want to make a lot of money i would love to be in the spotlight like they they, they during the world cup that we're having the world cup now and during this period you can see how famous uh, how popular these uh, football players are i think every human being would love to be that famous okay let's move on to part two here is our topic you have one minute to prepare for the topic and then you can talk about it here is a piece of paper you can make notes if you wish Okay, speak. Well, my topic is to describe a sports icon in my country. Um, the sports icon in my country I am going to describe is Roger Miller. Roger Miller is a sports a football icon in Cameroon and uh, he is very old now, very old, and he is retired from sports, but he is still considered in Cameroon, in Africa, and in the whole world as a sports icon, a football icon. And he plays football, he plays as a forward. He is a forward, he is an attacker, and he is considered to be one of the best attackers that has been in the sport. Um, talking about his uh, physical appearance, he is he is a very of course he is athletic. He is a very athletic person because um, he he's a sports person, so he's athletic. He is not very tall. He is about one meter eighty centimeters tall, 
and um, very uh, stout, very, uh, he, he's very swift, and that's one of the things that made him very successful as a forward. He's very swift, he's very fast, especially when he has the ball, and he's very technical. So he's physically very fit, physically very fit. He's, uh, although he's an old man now, but that time when he was in the field, he was very, very physically fit. And talking about his personality, he's a very, um, a very humble player, a very humble sportsman. He was very good at inspiring his teammates in the sport. Um, he was a very courageous, very courageous player. He he didn't feel inferior. He didn't feel the inferior complex that some players uh, feel. He could take on any opponent, and even when the team was losing, he was always the one to bring the fighting spirit to the whole team. Um, so that's what. I, I remember the most about his personality. He's very kind, he's really a team player. And apart from scoring goals, he used to be the one to assist many other players um, in scoring. And then lastly, talking about his achievements. Well, his achievements in the sport, uh, I think he had many records. He had many records, for example, he had a record of being the oldest player to have played at the quarterfinals of the World Cup because and scored goals. He played in the quarterfinals of the World Cup in 1990 and actually scored goals. And I think he, he was playing at the age of 45, which is something that you hardly find uh, football players playing at that age. So um, he has many achievements in life. He is um, he has been the ambassador. Um, he, is, he, he has been appointed as a roving ambassador in, in Cameroon and uh, he represents the country and he represents the continent uh, in the sport. And uh, another big achievement in, in his career was the fact that he led the national team, the Cameroon national team, to the quarterfinals in 1990, and that achievement uh, made the country, made the whole continent um, get more spots in the World Cup. Before, it used to be just uh, one or two teams from Africa, but because of his achievement, the continent now has five spots at the World Cup. So that is really an important achievement in his career for, for the continent. That is the end of my answer. That's the football icon I would like to talk about. Okay, let's move on to part three. Some people say organizing tournaments like the FIFA World Cup is a waste of money. Do you agree? Um, I don't agree with this um, opinion. Um, I wouldn't say that organizing tournaments like the FIFA World Cup is a waste of money because I think it's a huge marketing opportunity for 
for many brands for a country the country that is hosting the tournament it's a huge marketing opportunity for that country um, it is a huge investment opportunity for that country um, just hosting the World Cup tournament can bring a lot of money in form of uh, tourism it can bring a lot of money it can bring a lot of business opportunities to a country so I do not agree with the opinion that it is a waste of money next question how do you think invest how do you think investing in sports can develop a country well investing in sports can develop a country um, in terms of tourism if a country is very famous in a particular sport uh, it means the country will have famous players in that sport and when you have these famous players these famous players will attract famous brands to use them for advertisement use them as brand ambassadors and that usually leads to um, a better image for a country um, it, it, you will see for example Brazil countries like Brazil uh, Argentina um, Spain Germany these are countries that have a very good history in football and these countries have become popular tourist destinations and people want to go there be just because they know that there are some famous football players that come from those countries so people want to go there and when they go there they want to visit specific places like the stadiums and the football academies and I think it's a good investment for a country do you think sports icons earn too much um, well uh, it's I wouldn't say they earn too much because the question is how much is too much I think as human beings we always want more um, we wouldn't say they earn too much because it's their talent and for someone's talent I don't think there's a limit to how much people should earn with their talent um, they actually put in a lot they, they train every day they have a very stressful lifestyle. They do not have the kind of free lifestyle that we have. They are, they are very stressed. They have pressure to produce good results. And they have to work very hard in order to be successful in that very competitive industry. So if they are able to make it through and earn a lot of money, I think they deserve that money. What's your opinion about violence in sports? Well, my opinion about violence in sports is not good. I, I think it's uh, it's the bad side of sports. The fact that sometimes we have people fight. We have uh, people trying to hurt others because of sports. It's something that can be considered the dark side of sports. Sports should be... Um, something that we enjoy as entertainment shouldn't be something that brings violence um, unfortunately that is the case and sometimes we see during football games we see fans fighting and I think it's something that happens because of uh, too much emotions and uh, sometimes people get carried away by their emotions and they get into fights 
it's uh, it's something that should be condemned and um, that is also why in a game like football if you try to hurt someone the referee shows you a red card or a yellow card it is a warning it is a way to show to others that a sport is just a sport it's for entertainment it's for fun it's not uh, something that should lead to injuries okay there we have come to the end of the test you're free to go thank you so that was our mock test that was our mock uh, our out speaking mock test and I hope you learned something from that test it's been a very very long episode and uh, usually we have 30 minutes episodes but this one is 40 plus minutes so with that we come to the end of this episode I wish you an exciting end of year and the best of the new year 2023 this is your regular host teacher D signing off and I'll see you next year in the next episode. Have a wonderful weekend.